WBNE. Hello, my name is Tyler Carlin, and before we get started today, I just want to say that the Disney princess I most identify with is Belle. It's not just because I'm beautiful, I'm also better than everyone in my hometown. Howdy, Oaks, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're killing Santa Claus. Or maybe we're just becoming Santa Claus. So kidnap your own child. And learn the true meaning of Christmas. Because today we're bringing you the Santa Claus. Directed by John Pasquin, it came out November 11th, 1994. That's 11-11, a lucky day for those of you watching at home. For those of you Sagittariuses out there, that's not a Sagittarius date, but I can't remember what comes... I can't remember what comes before Sagittarius, so you all get to be part of it. That's 13,183 days ago on a $22 million budget, made $190.5 million worldwide, got a 72% critic rating and a 65% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and a Balmy 57 on Metacritic. <laughs> Balmy 57. Don't <laughs> that's, forget your mittens because it's cold. That's how out they there. describe it's like that's how they describe there. like late spring in yeah, Minnesota. Late, it's a balmy 57. That's how <laughs> they describe late, fit, late spring here. Yeah. No, it's like a balmy 65. That's how they describe here. June in Minnesota. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, what's up? What's up, listeners? What's up, ten dollar patrons? Who, who are you? What? Uh, who am just I? Talking, yeah, you're just talking so weird. I'm talking t- weird. What do you mean weird? I don't know. Just like the way you're like. Did you know that the Santa Claus Two was eight years later? That blows my mind. Yeah, and then the next one was like seven years after that, or whatever. Was it really? It was like 2008. Good lord. We were in um, high school, I think. Wait, then do you have a negative review? I do have a negative review. Critic? I've got a negative review from here from Michael. Sragow. Sragow. S-R-A-G-O-W. Of the New Yorker. And he says, Tim Allen's talent for dry, regular guyness fails to continue, fails to kindle Disney's sappy big screen Yule Log. Do you have a positive review for me? Because I don't have anything to say about that. Oh, you don't? I was curious how you felt about that review. I'm actually looking for a review from a different country, and I've come to the conclusion that this film was only ever aired in America. Uh, So that makes me sad. Just give us an American review for once in the past 20 weeks. David Nusser from Real Film Reviews, which may not be American, who knows? Uh, he is hey, give me your best. Uh, give me your best Italian accent for it. It's a perfectly watchable yet entirely unmemorable, family-friendly ellipsis. It didn't give me any more of it. Uh, Two point five out of four. I, I meant like Italian, like from Italy, not Italian from Saginaw, New Jersey. Two point five. Two point five <laughs> out of four. A perfectly watchable yet entirely. Now we're getting like real near. A perfectly watchable yet entirely family-friendly ellipsis a perfectly watchable yet entirely family friendly ellipsis i think he was just gonna say movie or film but i like that it just cuts me off right in the middle of the sentence uh that actually was from december 12th 2020 so literally just three days ago david wow. Nusser, uh, wow. logged in to to leave that review. wowzers mr krabs that was um okay so that well, let's do some listener reviews and then we'll come back around to december 12th 2020 Okay. You trying to say like that dude was watching a Christmas or Santa Claus instead of the Mandalorian and that's a problem? No, just just read a listener review. Oh, okay. Let me pull up Discord. They're in the duck. No. I pre- 
I prepare this thing for you uh, every week. <laughs> Tanner gives it a 65 out of 100. Says, I always enjoy watching this movie every year. Great flick to throw on in the background while wrapping gifts. Man, you you missed. I gave you the the one from the Australian guy. I didn't realize Nick was Australian because it just says Nick. Oh, it's Nick Barker. Is that Nick's last name? Yeah. He's, he's, Nick he's, Nick. he's a freaking Steve Irwin guy. Hold on, hold on, Nick Baca. No, that's like Nick Baca. Nick Baca. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little gravelier. Nick Baca. No, these are all just. This is all British. I think I'm not 100 percent sure. Anyway, uh, Nick says it's one of those films I watch every year to get into the no, Christmas. No, no, vibe. no, 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 no. If he's from Australia, you have to do the accent. Throw some Christmas on the Bobby, mate. <laughs> it's one of those films I watch every year to help me get into the Christmas vibe. That's not. It's me, Nick Bob. It's me, Nick Baca. Baca. Sweet ass. <laughs> that's New Zealand. Uh, Ethan. How good? How good is this movie? How good is this it's movie? Not good. Not good. I did. I mean, uh, I did, I'm gonna give it. a zero out of one hundred. Tyler, zero out of one hundred. What's your zero out of one hundred? Sixty-five. Sixty-five. Really? Yeah. Man. Perfectly watchable. Nah. Thirty. 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 That's really gonna pull it down. Thirty for Japoy. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Uh, I'll lay it out real quick. Um. One, there's a lot of pressure put on this movie by uh, the general public, right? This is one of two Christmas movies that people talk about every year, right? This and Home Alone. And I suggest we watch one of these movies, and you picked this one. Um, this and Home Alone, according to the general, especially Twitter users, are the only Christmas movies ever made. Uh, that puts a lot of pressure on this movie to be good, and it's not at all in any way. Uh, there's a lot of guns, for starters, in a Christmas movie, which is not fun at all. A lot of guns, a lot and, of cops. guns and, and Home Alone as well. Okay, we didn't watch Home Alone, though. Well, I'm just telling you. Home Alone's at least funny. I, so here's my thing about this movie. Last year, I watched the Santa Claus 2 funny. and the Santa Claus 3, right? Santa Claus 3 is not a great movie. Martin Short turns in a fantastic performance as Jack Frost, underrated. Uh, Santa Claus 3 is not a great movie. Santa Claus 2 is all right. It's better. It's definitely better than both of these. But the thing about the Santa Claus 2 and 3 is they're fun, and they're festive, and they're lighthearted, and they're Christmassy. And this is f depressing as hell the whole time. Man, you got some thoughts. Because I was watching this movie and it's just about like non-custodial kidnapping and divorce and and like he's a shitty guy, she sucks, the kid is just caught in the middle of it and it is peeled apart from his family at Christmas. I do, I also want to say, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the the clause itself here's why if you like if in a universe we're going to accept that some people don't celebrate christmas or don't believe in santa claus all is well and good but santa if he's real there has to be certain rules and i know that you can't like break down those rules and you just have to accept that like adults don't believe in santa but he's there anyway so there's a few issues I have with the binding agreement. Um, and I think I think there are plot holes here, but I think there are other plot holes that need to be addressed. And some of them are just like, okay, you got us. It's a Christmas movie. It's allowed to have plot holes. I, like, right. that is not the egregious sin this movie commits. No, no, it's not. Um, I don't like that the Santa Claus forces Charlie to live in a world where he knows, be, like, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Like, Charlie essentially saw Jesus come back, right? Yeah, and nobody believes him. And nobody believes him, which is like, and like, that's how the system is set up. Yeah. Is for nobody to believe him. Yeah. And I think that is a That's cool the issue. move on the part of the elves. Also, a lot of people were talking cruel about thirsting. Cruel. cruel. Cruel move. Yeah. A lot of people were thirsting over Bernard. Uh... One, that's a child, and two, that's an ugly child. Whoa, whoa, hang on. That's David Krumholtz. You leave that uh, man alone. Okay, I don't know who that is. He's one of our nation's finest Jewish actors. Maybe now, not then. He was on the oh. TV show Numbers. Elfs. What did you think of the elves? Hold on, you're, you're throwing a lot of things at me right now. Okay, so first of all, nightmare. yes, you're correct. 
Uh, the fact that the Santa Claus system is designed, Christmas spirit doesn't matter at all in this movie, right? It does not matter at all. It has no bearing. People believing or not believing has no bearing. That is what I like so much about Elf, uh, which I think is just a better Christmas movie all around. I love Elf. I think Elf gets a shaft. Yeah, Elf has like an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes or 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's like 20% too low. No, it's 10% too low. Sorry. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> but... I, see, that's that, that's the thing. Okay, we're going to get into nostalgia here a little bit in later in on the show and whether or not you can truly have nostalgia for things that existed before you were born. Um, yeah, I think you certainly can. I disagree. You have nostalgia for It's a Wonderful Life. No, I don't, though. That's not, But that's not my driving factor behind It's a Wonderful Life. That's the thing. It's a Wonderful Life stands up on its own and is a great movie. You, and it makes me you happy have nostalgia for Star Wars. Right, and I think that's a lot of problem with Star Wars is people just, just blind nostalgia. I think blind nostalgia is a bad thing. Just on the whole. Uh, and I don't find the redeeming factors in this movie. I th okay, so here's here's but, my, but, uh, here's my is issue point. with your argument here, Ethan. This is a different point. I'm going to make this point later. I'm going to make this point okay, later. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, but what is your argument? Go ahead and register your argument. If if you're if you're saying blind nostalgia is a bad thing, what harm is it bringing to the world for people to just like the Santa Claus and watch it every December? A lot. It brings harm to me, to my, <laughs> to my, to my system. It shocks to your my Twitter system. feed. It brings harm to my good Christian Minecraft server. <laughs> right. Because it's I, like it, it, okay, I want to get into this. I, I truly do, and not in not in a demeaning way, and and not in a way that you saying you can't like the Santa Claus. I do just generally wanting to get into nostalgia because I think. More so than most movies, that is the driving factor here for people. Is it like they watched it when they were a kid for some reason, even though they were born in 2005. Um, they watched it when they were a kid. Hold on, hold on. Are you fighting with a 15-year-old no, over sorry. cinema? <laughs> if they were born in 2000, whatever. If they watched, I mean, they watched it in 2005 for the first time. Okay. Because like my girlfriend is like, oh man, I used to love these movies because they were like, they were, you know, they were what I watched when I was a kid. And I'm like, they came out, this came out before you were born. So? I just don't see why you have any, like, I would not say that with the, with the possible exception of It's a Wonderful Life uh, and, and Jurassic Park and Star Wars, I don't think I've seen any movie that was made before I was born a particular amount of times to develop a, a like sticking point of necessity. Nostalgia. Uh, not like a sticking point. I would say Ferris Bueller. No, Ferris Bueller is a good movie. A lot of those movies aren't. That one is. A lot of those the movies you watch them and you're like, oh, this is uncomfortable. And I like it because I used to like it or because my parents told me to like it. The Breakfast Club is uncomfortable. The Breakfast Club is a better example than most of being a decent movie, though. Yeah, but I mean, if you watch it. But have you watched like 16 Candles or Pretty in Pink? 16 no, Candles I especially? Or um, whatever one that. I think it's 16 Candles. Maybe it's Pretty in Pink. Whatever one that has John Cryer from, from Two and a Half Men in it. He plays Ducky, who's just an asshole the whole time, and is like demeaning plenty, to women constantly. Plenty of music that came out before you were born that you exclusively have like a nostalgic feel for. But it's a different kind of nostalgia than I have for Elf. Yeah, because I was alive when Elf came out. Right. If the only thing you, the only reason you like something is because you liked it when you were a kid, it might be time to reevaluate. Or not. Whatever. Continue. Anyway, to I like want to get on <laughs> to this later, okay? Because I do want to talk okay. about about watching movies outside your box and how I think that, especially with the the fact that Christmas movies are almost all positive, I think that people should watch outside their box the occasional Christmas. I've been watching outside my box this Christmas, and I can tell you as a personal review, big fan, big fan. Mm -hmm. uh, new to me Christmas movies, uh, the one we just watched. Happiest Christmas and happiest, then, season. happiest season, and then uh, I also watched uh, that other one. Though it's a wonderful life for the first time, that was fantastic. Uh, I watched Noel last year. I thought that was really good. Noel was good. Uh, Klaus was great. Klaus was great. Um, the Grinch. The new Grinch is great. The new Grinch is fantastic. There's no bad Grinch movie. There's um, no bad. A lot of people don't like the Grinch. Uh, I can't understand that one. Yeah, is, I can't either. It's a perfect story, right? And here's the thing about the Grinch. Yeah, it is a perfect story. And here's the thing about the Grinch, the Illumination Grinch, is like one of the big critiques of Illumination is that like there's no creativity behind their characters or anything. And it's like, well, the Grinch, Dr. Seuss had all the creativity. You just have to adapt it. 
and they did a really good job of adapting it and making I it I thought they own. did a great job. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so the issue I have with the, and this is where I was bringing up Elf. The issue I have with the Santa Claus is that it doesn't promote Christmas spirit in any way. It doesn't promote anything in any way. He still gets to be Santa Claus and gets to deliver the toys regardless of what happens in the rest of the world, right? Like in Elf, they need Christmas spirit to fly. Right. He doesn't need anything at all. He actually doesn't want the job. Right. Until he does. Because he gets like, like Stockholmed into being Santa Claus. I'm not a huge, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of how they, they like con him into it. They con him like- into it. And then an amount of time passes and he starts to get fat and they just make fat jokes the whole time. This movie's gross. This movie is legitimately gross and uncomfy the whole time. Oh, I definitely prefer this to Home Alone. Home Alone's like slapstick and There's nothing wrong with slapstick. I don't like slapstick. There's nothing wrong with slapstick. There's nothing wrong with fart jokes. There's fart jokes here. No, there's something wrong with fart jokes. What's wrong with fart jokes? Fart jokes are a lower form of humor. When 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 Comet farts and then It's not funny. Later, it's and not then later funny. on Calvin farts as he's getting out of bed. It's like the, the there's a time and a place for a fart joke. I don't know that I Either of these is the time or place. It doesn't provide necessary. No, Tim contact. the Toolman Taylor farts. So so does Santa Claus. Tim the Toolman Taylor farts. Yeah, Tim the Toolman Taylor just makes a bunch of gross noises all the time. <sighs> yeah, that's Tim Allen's whole brand at this point. Yeah. He I'd is not yet Buzz Lightyear. There are multiple moments in this film where they're like, did you know that he's Tim the Toolman Taylor? Like, like yeah, their whole the Santa- selling point for this movie is we got Tim the Toolman Taylor to be Santa Claus. Right. But they're like, he's in the uh, Santa's workshop and he pulls up like literally a a, 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 a belt, like a like a yeah. work belt. What is that called? What, why can't I think of this word? Utility belt? That's not that's like what Batman has. It's a work belt. Tool belt. Tool belt. Yeah. Tool belt. Also, here's here's my other. I've got anyway, there's a long standing tradition of slapstick humor in Hollywood and. And, and I'm sorry you don't like it. That's not what makes Home Alone bad. I don't like the kid harming people. He's protecting himself. I know. There's no there's no winner situation because I don't want him to come. I mean, if, if at either. some point you're just gonna be like, oh well, there's I'm not gonna watch any movies in which harm comes to anybody. You're gonna find yourself in a pretty small box with the word yeah. with the with the letter G on the outside of it. Yeah. And you're just gonna watch Dora the Explorer and Blues Clues and 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 Doc McStuffins and nothing else. At least Doc McStuffins is a doctor. Probably people get hurt in that. Got to have something to doctor. Probably that's what I'm saying. If you if you're trying if, if if you're trying to avoid harm at all costs, no movies with harm in them. Have you ever watched? any of the Hallmark Christmas movies? Yes. I still have. We talked about oh, this during I... Happiest Season. <laughs> You're like, I haven't seen any. I don't think I've actually I ever s- seen any. I still haven't seen any. Yeah, so this this world they create with the Santa Claus is a world in which, like, it doesn't matter if anybody believes. Nobody has to believe. Nobody has to do anything. And they don't believe the kid. And I hate it when they don't believe the kid. That's what drives me crazy. Is that's what the, the, always the Christmas movies, especially in older Christmas movies, you think the, the kid gets no respect, right? Like, he knows. He, he flew with Santa Claus. And his mom is like, nah, you're crazy and your dad's crazy because my new husband the color beige says so <laughs> truly here's the thing i watched like i said last year i watched the santa claus and santa claus to three right and i have not seen this movie in a long time like since the mid 2000s uh since i was probably 10 years old this was not one that was foisted upon me by my parents at a young age so i don't really have any nostalgia for it uh at all this is not anything like the other two movies and it's worse it's less fun it's less enjoyable i did not have fun watching this i did not have a good happy christmas time in fact you i'm didn't... considering asking you to cover another christmas movie next week so that we don't have to end christmas like this wow brutal i'm so surprised i didn't have you... any fun this was this was a miserable movie watching experience this is one of my least favorite movies i've seen in years that truly so the ending bonkers. was fun Fine, I guess. The end. You know what drove me crazy about the ending was uh, that he like flies off and then he comes back and then he flies off and then he comes back. Right. Like, like, come on, man. Did you destroy the ring or not? Let's go. And they end it with like the whole like divorced parent thing of like, oh, you want to go for a ride? As long as your mom says so. 
I think I think married parents do that too. No, but that's the Hollywood divorce parent trope is to pit the parents against each other. I don't like thinking about divorce. It doesn't make me either. happy. Did you think they were going to get back together? No, because I've seen the Santa Claus 2 and he finds a Mrs. Claus and it's very Aww, fun. That's okay, so but sweet. Santa, Santa Claus 2 is the perfect bad sequel, right? Because like it's they they clearly went all out for the the plot on this one as much as they had in them to write about the movie and they were like, "But what happens if I don't know, the whole thing breaks and there's like a council of mythical creatures and and Santa Claus has to like answer to a jury of the tooth fairy and the Easter bunny. It's it's Those more they're fun, all real. Right? And any and his suit is actually red and festive instead of gross and and like almost black. It was sweaty in this one. And dark. Yeah. And not any fun. I had no fun watching this. I, I could tell. I tell you what wasn't fun for me was when the elves show up and they're like, we're your worst nightmare. Elves with attitude. Yeah, they were all right. Smirks. Judy was cool. I did. No, -uh, I almost turned it off. I almost called you and was like, we're not doing this. Oh, when, when, when Judy was like, I'm seeing someone in rapping. I was like, nope, nope. Yeah, things nope. you can't say anymore. Tim Allen, you are not. I don't care if she's playing a 1200 year old elf. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You cannot and will not hit on. But he wasn't hitting on her. Well, well, he wasn't not. He was. He was not. He was not hitting on her. That was, I, it I was mean, just, that was the joke. He opens up to her more than anyone else in Elf Town. He doesn't tell Bernard that he's like, oh, I can't believe this whole thing. Because there's no I, plot. Because they didn't write it. They didn't storyboard this movie at all. They got, <laughs> they got, they, I, think, I think they didn't storyboard it. They shot it sequentially and they're like, what do we do next? I don't know. I don't know. A, we don't have a script. It, now it's summer and there's a soccer game. Now it's summer and there's a soccer game and then suddenly we're at next Thanksgiving. But there's no like context there's clues. There's no time cards or whatever. Like, right. There's no context clues that it's Thanksgiving. No like. He just starts getting fat, right? And then the right. and then the list shows up. And then, yeah, it was very confusing. The timeline messes me up. Also, he gets like, he loses custody of his child, but he already signed an agreement earlier in the film by killing Santa Claus stating that he was no longer Scott Calvin. Like he forfeits that identity from thanksgiving to christmas oh is that how it works yeah so they give him to thanksgiving to get his affairs in order mm -hmm. my understanding is after he gets his affairs in order on well, thanksgiving he, he goes doesn't to the, he i think he can go back he doesn't go back yeah, obviously because that's North the Polio. movie right that's the thing is he gets bought into it right he goes to the north polio he just kills santa claus well, he doesn't. Santa Claus dies, sort of. I'll tell you, if there's one, if there's one, uh, there's there's a fan theory right now that I'm a big fan of that uh, he gets killed by design as opposed to by accident. That like the elves didn't like the old Santa, so they set him up to die because they weren't surprised at all. Right? They were all. like, "Oh, look, you're the new Santa." The elf it wasn't like welcomes him and opens up the North Pole. Doesn't even say anything. What? A, what a jerk! Yeah, the elves are mean. It's the '90s, man. This is this is the '90s. This is why I couldn't get into Maze Runner, right? Because Santa shows up in the North Pole. He's the new Santa. They right. All know he's the new Santa and nobody will tell him anything. He's like, who's in charge? And the little jerk of an elf is like, not me, you are, bud. And he's like, okay, obviously that's not what I'm asking. What you looking up there? Just looking at the whole list of comedy movies made in the 90s because I truly think it's the worst era for comedies ever. There's just something less fun about these movies than there was in the 80s or than there was after this. In the aughts. In the aughts, right. There's, because this is a... You know what I like this better than? I'll tell you this. Jingle all the way. The same. Yeah, same. That movie's uncomfortable. Makes me super That's an uncomfortable, uncomfortable Christmas movie. Like Sinbad. But this is less. Okay, I know bomb. that you, I know that you don't like this stuff. This is less 
funny by far than Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation makes me extremely uncomfortable. All the vacation movies do. Even the new one. And I saw it and I laughed. And, and when I'm watching them, I think I laugh. But like the whole concept. But this is, Clark... the, that's the thing about the 90s is that was that, this is that humor. Oh, the 90s. The 90s. fun, right? This is, no, this the is. The 90s. The... Here's what happens. Straight men in the 90s were still living in the 50s and everybody yeah. else had progressed. So like straight men in the 90s make movie, make jokes at the beginning of movies about Santa Claus, about having sex with their secretary because they're not with their families. Because screw our families yeah. like so what you got is what you got is a young jim carrey a past his prime steve martin a past his prime chris farley a just getting his wheels under a madam sandler who didn't start making better movies until later on like i will not hear this slander against ace ventura i f- hate those movies are you serious i would rather watch christmas vacation any day any day we, i'd rather watch christmas vacation i'd rather watch uncle buck i'd rather watch any john candy movie than the ace ventura i hate those movies really they hurt my they just oh god it's Finkel just is Einhorn. it's not funny it's not oh, funny yes, it is. it's not feral it's not the anchor man it's not f-ing talladega nights it's, it's not and it's also not it's... paris bueller it's some it is it is they took 80s movies and they squeeze the life out of it until you're left with nothing but fart jokes and screaming and i just don't love those movies okay now there were exceptions 10 things i had about you is a really good movie what about bob's a really good movie you think What About Bob is a great movie? I think What About Bob is a fantastic movie. Yeah, Bill Murray's never missed. But this is not Caddyshack, okay? Uh, a very Murray Christmas was a miss. Oh, Just yeah, okay, a- okay, <laughs> okay. That was a miss. Okay, that was a miss. We can forgive him this one, all right? When was Groundhog Day made? Groundhog Day might be a 90s movie. Yeah, 93. Groundhog Day is a good movie. There are, there are exceptions, okay? But the 90s was an era of the drama, right? The 90s, the drama really shined. Sleepless in Seattle. is a rom-com. You got rum in there. The rum is important here. The rum <laughs> is very important here. Sleepless in Seattle. While you were sleeping, movies that got sleep in them are good. You've got males, good. When Harry Met Sally's good. The <laughs> rum is important. So, but okay, Because this so is left out to dry as a con. <laughs> what? Turner and Hooch. Turner bad. and Hooch. Bad. <laughs> Turner and Hooch. Bad. Forrest Gump. Not a comedy. That's a drama. That's, that's a, a drama. drama. Capital D. Uh, well, actually, that's a drama lowercase d. Titanic is a drama capital D. I think Forrest Gump is a drama capital D. Lieutenant Dan loses his legs. Forrest Gump's funny, though. Okay. It's a dramedy. No, it's not. That's that's used exclusively to describe bad movies. No, this is a drama through and through. But this is... Okay, so this is... Uh, the 90s, it, it, like... Let me... Let me, let me what's, your, what's the funniest moment in Forrest Gump, real quick? Do you want to know? I'll think, tell you. I'm only thinking about sad moments. <laughs> <laughs> What's the funniest moment? You ever been on a real shrimp boat That's before? That's true. Yeah, that movie. No, that, but I've been on a real big that boat. That joke. <laughs> that joke ruminated in my mind for like 15 years. And one day you were like, oh. one day I was like, oh, shrimp like the size of the boat. Like he thinks it was the, it was thinking of a small boat. <laughs> no, the funniest moment in that movie is when he opens the stock certificate from Apple and is like a Lieutenant Dane says we ain't got to worry about money anymore. <laughs> That's one we less thing. We invested it in some fruit company. Invested it in some fruit companies. That's one less thing. No, uh, the funniest moment Forrest Gump is in the movie Waiting, when Ryan Reynolds is like, Mom always said life is like a box of chocolates. Also, Mama used to beat me with a rubber hose. Uh, oh, there's a mo- there's a really good moment in Forrest Gump. We want to turn this into a Forrest Gump standcast real quick. You know what he says uh, while he is at the podium in in uh, Washington, D.C., when he's talking about Vietnam? Not a clue. It's, I, I don't know if this is true, but I've read this trivia in places. He, he says, in Vietnam, Vietnam, and then they they unplug everything, and the the rumor is that he says, "You go and you make a bunch of friends, and some of your friends come home, and others don't." And that's all I have to say about that. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. Man, it's so good. It's so good. Um, is that a Christmas movie? Does Forrest celebrate Christmas 
He celebrates uh, New Year's. He does celebrate New Year's. Next week on Bacon and Eggs, Forrest Gump, a New Year's movie. <laughs> a New Year's movie. <laughs> um, so, but by no means am I saying there are no good movies made in the 90s. Like, absolutely not am I saying that. And I'm not saying there's no good comedies made in the 90s. I'm saying that 90s comedy, TM, is not my favorite brand of comedy. You think, okay. Do you think if you put on the Amanda show today, you'd be like, this is absolute garbage? Or would you be like, nostalgic glasses, here we come? Uh, yeah, I, I'm so disconnected from the Amanda show that, like, yeah, I think it'd be terrible. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember watching it when it was still on the air and being like, this has gotten bad. Yeah, for sure. And it was only, like, two seasons long. Yeah. <laughs> The first couple seasons of SpongeBob slay. Yes, you can't. That's not. That's not nostalgia at work. You can't tell me those jokes aren't funny because they no, are. They're they're genuinely good. Yeah, I think the '90s was a really good era, especially the late '90s. Clearly, for Saturday Night Live, right? Yeah. And once you let those people out into the world to go make their own movies, things got better. I don't like the Ace Ventura movies at all. I know people do. It does not make me happy. It does not spark joy. Marie Kondo says no on the Ace Ventura movies. So if, do you think people are supposed to just like what you like? Is that how it's no. supposed to work? No. Okay. But I don't enjoy this brand of comedy is what I'm saying. I right. would have rather watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles and cried. Did you not cry when she's like, oh my God, it's you, it's Santa. No, I didn't cry once. <laughs> I got, I got a little emotional. Nope. The thing is, okay, so this is the thing. People talk about this movie and Home Alone. This movie and Home Alone. Santa Claus, Home Alone. Those are the Christmas movies. Wonderful Life, never heard of it. White Christmas, never heard of it. Elf, never heard of it. Klaus, never heard of it. They don't like Elf. That the was Santa the, Claus. That was the biggest surprise to me Home when Alone. I started engaging with the world as a whole. The Santa Claus. Elf. And Home Alone. I'm surprised you think Santa Claus is the one people care about. Because I'd it is. Because it is. That's the argument. They're Okay, they're, they're the only two... Christmas movies on Disney Plus right now. Legitimately. No, not. Noelle is. What is Noelle? Noelle is Anna Kendrick and uh, Bill Hader. Anna Kendrick is uh, Santa Claus's sister, but she's the, really the one that... I don't know. She plays Noelle. This is she the, should uh, be Santa Claus. It's this is the good. argument people have. This is the argument people have. I promise you. This is the meme. This is the thing people talk about. It, it, the, plenty of times we've gotten asked, we've gotten in the Discord, people being like, hey, can you re can you review Home Alone or the Santa Claus? You know which one? Here's the thing about Home Alone. Macaulay Culkin is a good child actor. You can hang that movie on Macaulay Culkin, okay? The fact that Joe Pesci's in it makes it better. Now, I don't love Home Alone. It's not my favorite. I like Joe Pesci. I like Daniel Stern. I like Macaulay Culkin as the kid. The kid in this movie sucks. It's a bad actor. And he has had almost no career except voicing some random Christmas movies. He's had almost no career after that. Is that so? Yep. I didn't know that. I thought he was somebody. Nope. I thought he was like Haley Joel Osment, but not Haley Joel Osment, if that makes sense. He's not Haley Joel Osment. He was not no, in Secondhand Lines. I know, but I thought he was somebody like that. Uh, you know which Christmas movie, or you know what movie always comes up for us to review around the holidays? Die Hard. Die Hard. I've never seen Die Hard. This is a true fact. Oh, really? I did not I'm know sure that. I've said this. I'm sure I've said this on the show before. Maybe you did not say you you brought up Die Hard last week. Then I said let's cover Die Hard some other time and do a Christmas movie this week. What I wanted to watch this week was Love Actually, but I forgot that. And you I know what's so we, funny? We give the people as what they I want. was watching the end of this movie and they were still divorced. I was like, man, I could really go for like a good old fashioned heterosexual love story. I've never seen Die Hard, but I. People insist that it's a Christmas movie. It takes place at Christmas. It takes place at Christmas. Would that mean this is not a Christmas movie? Because it mostly takes place not at Christmas? Yeah. So Die Hard takes place over the course of like one night. Christmas. Christmas, yeah. Does like Santa show up in it or something? No, no. It's just Christmas. They keep talking about it being Christmas. Constantly. Uh. Constantly they talk about it being Christmas. Uh, I, I heard the argument earlier 
that uh, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It is a movie where Bruce Willis is chased around a uh, tower by Alan Rickman, and therefore it's a Harry Potter movie. It's chased around a tower at Christmas by by Alan Rickman, and therefore it's a Harry Potter movie. I mean, I totally see that, right? But John McClane isn't Harry Potter. Well, is he? Is he, though? Not only does he not have bushy hair, he doesn't have hair at all. He probably does have a lightning bolt shaped scar. He's got some hair in the the first one. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Who's the other guy? The really badass dude. Jason Statham is who I'm thinking of. Somewhere out there, Bruce Willis just woke up out of a deep sleep and decided he was going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Jason Statham. That's how he would say it. Have you seen the dude on TikTok that does the Jason Statham impression? Uh Uh-uh. Where he's like, he does like parodies of Guy Ritchie movies. And then uh, what, they, what does he do in them? He just does a really good Jason Statham impression. And a, an impression of all the other guys that are in Jack, Guy Ritchie movies, which are just general British idiots. But he does a fantastic Jason Statham. Do you do a good Jason Statham? No. No, I don't. What if that was our new British reviewer guy? What'd you say? What if Jason Statham was our new British reviewer voice? The problem is, like, I can do a decent Jason Statham if I have a reference for it. I can't just, like, pull it out of thin air, right? Oh, like, I can't just go, I can't, I can't just be like, it's not there like some of my other impressions are. Jack Black is hilarious all towering tolerance that finally reaches boiling point that's not it at all that's just british guy that's just like deliberate british guy i did better with that one you do better these are, british these are reviews for bernie by the way that was anna smith from the metro in the united kingdom which is a weird way for the uk to name a newspaper the metro is dc's tube system hang on i'm trying to find this dude on tiktok real quick. it should be called the tube the tube c-h-o-o-b O-O-B. C-H-O-O-B-1 Kenobi. O-O-B-1 Kenobi. Hang on. Link Ladder observes it all with an ironic smile on his face, but he's never patronizing enough to sneer. Did you have anything to do with this? It's it's it, it's a it's a hard one. It's a deceptively hard one to do, right? Because he's just like some other white guy. You think it'd be easy, but then it's not. But then it's not, right? It's not just there. You can't just fall into it like Michael Caine. Michael Caine's got a certain je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. You start up here and then you end down here. Why Michael did we Caine. Master Wayne? Why did we fall, Master Wayne? Alfred, what would you have me do? Oh, I, I, I cracked my voice there. Alfred, Alfred what would you have what me do? What would you do? swear to me? <laughs> this is a true I story. I think about the college humor Batman. All the time. Is it helicopter? <laughs> when the dude, when he robs the, the street car, the street <laughs> vendor right before that, and the guy's like, hey, I got a family to feed. <laughs> and he turns around and goes, doesn't your family like falafel? Yeah, that solves most of my problems. Thank you. <laughs> and then gets dragged up the side of the building by Batman. Where are the other drugs going? What was that? <laughs> I was thinking like high pitch, like hypersonic, like a bat. <laughs> Hello, governor. Hello, Hello the drugs guy. Where are the other drugs going? <laughs> What's gonna come out of the gun? Injustice. The tools of cowards and criminals. <laughs> a bag of steel cutouts. A, a small boy's Sunday dress. Lucius. Is it helicopter? What's gonna give you a bullet and riddle you? Is it helicopter? <laughs> I already tried that. <laughs> Harvey Dent. Can we trust him? What are you doing? Just normally I say that and then and then I go away. And you turn around, and I'm gone. <laughs> Harvey Dent. Can we trust that? That those are those four minute sketches are all better than this movie. <laughs> Everything Guy Ritchie's ever made is better than this movie. I would rather watch Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels every time. You'd rather watch Aladdin 2019. Re- Hell yeah, would that movie slapped? Probably <laughs> haven't seen it since it was in the theaters. Never will watch it again. My future Never? child will be like, Hey, Dad, can we watch the live action Aladdin? And I'll be like, Hmm, maybe. <laughs> Listen about that. About that. You can watch it. You can watch it. I'm leaving. 
I'm never allowed to see it again. 2009 Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. I yeah. would watch that movie right now for no reason. You don't even really? have to, You could be like, yeah, you want to watch the 2009 Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr.? I'd be like, hell yeah, I do. That movie was awesome. I've seen that more than once and it was awesome. That's a perfectly acceptable Sherlock Holmes adaptation. Nothing wrong with that movie. Name a bad Sherlock Holmes adaptation. There you... isn't one. That character's perfect. Chef's kiss. You can't do it wrong. It's all That's there. That's what they say about Spider-Man. That's what Stan Lee would always say about Spider-Man. Is that it's like it's true though? Tobey Maguire, not bad. Andrew Garfield, not bad. Tom Holland, not bad. Now we, I, I agree that about the, the the things that people say, right? Peter uh, Tobey Maguire makes a better Peter Parker than he does Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield makes a better Spider-Man than he does Peter Parker. Tom Holland makes a better both. Yeah, Tom Holland is better at both parts of it. But like even Jamie Foxx as like Electro in in Spider-Man in Amazing Spider-Man Two was fine. Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man Two is a perfectly serviceable movie, probably. It's got it's got its problems, right? It did get it did get the series canceled. Gwen Stacy does die on screen. Gwen Stacy does die on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man 3 is my least favorite Spider-Man movie by far. Sam Raimi and Spider-Man 3, my least favorite Spider-Man movie. I thought you hated Spider-Verse. No, I love Spider-Verse. I know, because it's rad. I just did. It was hard for me to watch it. The trailers made me sick. Uh, I watched it on the TV, and I still, I, I definitely had to like lie down for an hour afterward. But Did you really? Yeah. Oh, see, I remember watching the trailers and being like, I don't think I'm going to be able to watch that. And then when I finally saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. And it doesn't bother me at all. It definitely gets to me. Um, hmm. Not that I'm denying them the stylistic choice. Like I was able to watch it. I was able to finish the movie and be fine. Then when it was done and I looked around the room, I was like, oh, God. It was like the you Guitar Hero thing. I was where, about like, to say the, the Guitar Hero thing. Move. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, like you'd finish playing and you'd be like, I could see the moving strip yeah. everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, yeah. It was like that, except the whole room was flickery. I was so good at Guitar Hero. I would get surveys from the local university for college, or like for when we were in high school, there'd be a morning where they'd be like, Virginia Tech, send us this survey, and all the students are going to do it. And I could, I could fill out the bubbles for like a few different songs in the order that they appeared in Guitar Hero. <laughs> like I could do My Name is Jonas. I could probably do My Name is Jonas with my eyes closed right now. I don't think I could play my name is jonas on guitar hero anymore i can definitely play on a guitar cat that's cat yeah it's it's real poggers dude that's cat you know what's I guarantee. You, here's the thing here's the real thing what does that I guarantee mean? if you went and picked up a guitar right now you cannot play my name is jonas oh definitely not i'd have to like refresh it uh-huh, uh-huh. but there's like I, I don't sit around playing a lot of like other people's songs anymore like i used to when i was in, in 11th grade right it's like i would probably right. have trouble remembering which notes go to like smells like teen spirit i could play the intro i could do that this minute oh he's going down but dump it's on the one fret, right? Nothing's on the one fret. Yeah. Nothing's ever on the one fret. Yeah, it's one and then three, I think. It's four. Four, you're right. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, you're so cool, man. You should bring that to parties. Do you have an acoustic one? You should bring it to parties. I do. It's also over there, but I figured it'd be louder and more annoying. You think your neighbor would be like, it's nine o'clock on a Tuesday. Stop playing stop. Smells Like Teen Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I think my neighbor would be like, it's noon on a Tuesday. Stop playing Smells Like Teen Spirit on your Ed Sheeran acoustic guitar. Is your is your neighbor kind of cool or are they kind of lame? I don't know. I never met him. Isn't that such a weird part of our generation is that we just like don't meet our neighbors? Uh, there's a quarantine going on. I don't know if you noticed that. I have noticed that. Yeah, there's a global pandemic. I did notice, yeah. So I try to stay away from other people, especially people that I don't know. Right, because they could be Republicans. They're, yeah, they could They could be doing whatever. Right. Hang on, I'm looking for a paper towel. I, smelled, I spilled, spilled a very small amount of red wine on my desk. Are you drinking Fireball and then chasing it with red wine? No, I was chasing it with Dr. Pepper. I do have a glass of wine, though. Okay. <laughs> I'm done drinking Fireball, I think. But when I got up to get my guitar, I, I spilled the wine. Spill the wine! Take that pearl. I was walking through the field one day. Smells like Teen Spirit. 
A song from Remember the Titans. I, I, I know. Remember the Titans? That's a soundtrack. What was happening when that song played? Oh, it was when Ronnie Bassford shows up. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, it's when Ronnie Bassford. It, it's Ron- the, it's the, the, the camp montage. What plays... What, oh, it's... So it's a long, cool woman in a black dress. Yeah. The undefeated Saturday Titans. Saturday night, I was downtown. Working well, for my FBI. Yeah. yeah. little nest of bad mouth. Titans eat free. Titans eat. We reserve the right to refuse service to anybody. That means you, hippie boy. If y'all want something to eat from the kitchen, you can go around back. What a movie. What a film. That was better than this. Yeah. Remember the Titans? We're yeah. sweet. Yeah, it was a cool movie. I don't know, man. It just didn't fill me the Christmas spirit the way I wanted to. There's no to. black kids. There's no black elves. There's no black people. No black people at all. I don't think. Bunch no, of cops. that's not true. That's not true. Because when the movie started, I was like, mighty progressive. His assistant on this year-long sales project is a black woman. Right, and he cuts her off after three words. And then be she like, does <laughs> Ted's secretary is sitting on his wife. <laughs> Corporate America. <laughs> Everybody's uh-huh. cheating on their wives. This is why I'm divorced. I'm Scott Kelvin. Nice to meet you. I have records. I, I also hate this trope of uh, dad works in toys. This bothers me with Elf as well. Like, dad works in kids books and the kids books industry is just as cold and corporate as anything else why does that bother that's you? what it is i don't know i don't that think makes kids a better books, movie you think yeah it's 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 character growth right like it's it's implied it's in not implied it's like built-in character growth right but why can't he sell something like scott calvin is an arms dealer and it's as cold and calculated as you would expect because then he has to quit his job i guess scott calvin has to quit his job regardless but yeah um, Walter whatever has to quit his job. Hobbs. Walter Hobbs. Walter Hobbs. Everybody's doing small town rural. At the end of the day, this movie is just not Elf. It, this movie occupies a lot of the same sort of... It, 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 like, if, if you line them up in rubrics, this would have the same boxes to check as Elf, if that makes sense. Like, it doesn't check so you, a lot of the same boxes, you mean but to it tell has me the same boxes to Saturday check. Night Live alumni, Will Ferrell, brings more to the to a movie about making us believe in Santa than Claus. Than Tim the Toolman Taylor? No, no. Tim the Toolman Taylor is not his opposite. It is a child actor who is maybe five. A child... He's older than five. He looks pretty freaking young. He's as old as Lucy Pevensey was. Who was five? She was ten. How old is... Hold on. Gotta know this now. Also, there... Hey, I don't mean to tell you this, and I think you're gonna run into this when your child turns this age. There's a big difference between five and six. He was seven. Eric Lloyd. You know what? He acts like he's seven, too. He's a bad actor. He's no Macaulay Culkin. What's his <laughs> name? Can't remember his name. Eric Lloyd. Yeah, I you just know his name? It. I remember Kevin McAllister. <laughs> oh, the name of the kid yeah, in the Yeah, the name movie? of the movie. No idea. Charlie, I think. Charlie Calvin. Charlie, nope, Charlie Miller. Because that's the mom's name. Because she's the primary parent. Because that's how it worked in the 90s. That's all it works today. But Scott Calvin, as much as they want, want to have like 50-50 custody. She's still the parent. And he's not. So he didn't have 50-50 custody going into the final battle. He loses visitation, which is already hardly custody. Right, because the divorce courts hate men. Right. Like, if all he had was visitation, that means that, like, anytime he was alone with Calvin, it was because she allowed it. Now, he was a pretty bad dad going into it. Yep. She's not exactly great. Uh, Laura kind of sucks. Well... Neil sucks. Neil doesn't suck. Scott's. You imagine today if Disney put out a movie and was like, the fact that this is a Disney movie shocked and appalled me. Honestly, do you you know what would happen today if Disney made a movie today that was like, you know what industry sucks? Mental health. You know what would happen if Disney made a movie today where anybody pulls a gun on Santa Claus? Wouldn't be good. No, that was a huge turnoff for me. The amount of guns and cops in this movie was a huge turnoff for me. The non-custodial kidnapping where the cops get called really 
puts a downer on this movie, right? Because that's not the way it had to happen. It didn't have to be like that. Well, and I think Santa would respect the the custody law, right? Like he wouldn't have shown up at the house for no reason in the first place, right? I mean, Scott Calvin would, but not turn the corner. Now he's Santa Claus. But he hadn't turned the corner yet. Yeah, you're right. He, he kind of he, he learned that night. Yeah, in that meeting. Yeah. But Charlie I wants like, to go with him. If you watch this movie in 1994, you were born in 1988, you're six years old, and you live in an apartment, the film doesn't answer that question. Yeah, it does. Nah, it answers what about houses without chimneys? What about residences without chimneys? But it still doesn't really answer that. He still has to go through a vent. Hey, buddy, I'll tell you what. In 1994, Disney was not making movies for kids that lived in apartments. (laughs) That was below Disney back then. It's kind of like how they make Teslas so expensive. Uh, No, Teslas are expensive because electric cars are expensive. I thought it was. I thought the whole thing. I thought Elon Musk sat down on Joe Rogan or something. This is not a Joe Rogan standcast by any means. Joe Rogan sucks. Uh, But I thought he sat down and was like, we had to make them expensive. So that we could make them affordable later on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's the argument nobody wants to hear about pharma either. Well, there's no reason for insulin to be expensive. No, correct. But it's more complicated than that. <laughs> Martin Scully wasn't 100% wrong. I, I don't know enough about Martin Scully to make any comments. Martin Scully was the one sort of pulling the wool back a little bit. He was, was also a, a shitty dude. And he made shitty decisions and hurt yes. people. Uh, for sure. But he wasn't 100% wrong. Scott Calvin sucks, man. He does. This movie sucks. So Andrew Scott Bell... Uh, writes the music for this show he noted that scott calvin doesn't learn anything no he doesn't because it doesn't matter because being santa claus doesn't matter somebody just has to do it right it's just a job it's just another job and christmas spirit doesn't matter and the holiday doesn't matter just somebody's got to do it you know what blows my mind santa's real right yeah and nobody believes in him because it and doesn't nobody believes matter. in him and why didn't neil get the oscar meyer weenie whistle also what a bold move by disney to be like you know what we're gonna do we're going to make Neil so unlikable because he's a psychiatrist at the end of the movie. We're going to make a really homophobic joke about him and make him put a weenie in his mouth. Yep. What was that, Disney? This is after, like, his whole off. Scott's whole office is like, wow, Scott, you got fat, you fat f- <laughs> wow, what's wrong with you, you stupid fat idiot? Do you ever watch this movie and think, man, Lexus really took some notes on this sales pitch meeting? <laughs> what if, or Mercedes, what if Santa pulled up instead of in the sleigh, in a tank? Oh, dude, those those Mercedes Christmas commercials get me, man. Do they make you cry? No, but they're always cool, right? When it's like, it's like This year, it's ten, Mercedes-Benz. How, how many reindeer are there? Sales. Eight? Eight reindeer? Yeah. yeah. There's eight reindeer, so there's eight just like silver C-classes with a red C-class in the front leading the sleigh. The Great back, graphic. Yeah. This year at the December to Remember sales event. That's Lexus. What is Mercedes' tagline? I I don't know. Buy a Mercedes. It's Christmas, you poor f***. (laughs) It's Lexus December to Remember. I know that much. Right, I'm telling you, I the Mercedes Christmas commercials are better. They just go straight for the for the gut. They're like, you should have already bought a Mercedes, but now's your chance to buy a Mercedes. You should buy a Mercedes. I gotta know. New C-Class is a cool car. I drive one, just saying. I'd drive a C-Class. I'd drive any C-Class. I think they're cool. I would not drive any E-Class. There was a while there where the E-Class was a bad car. Just bad looking. Look at that. They're literally 2020 Mercedes-Benz. This is what they say. Get yourself a new Mercedes. The Mercedes-Benz winter event is going on now. What did I say? Yeah, literally. Get yourself a new Mercedes. I'm waiting for the first car commercial that's just some voiceover that's like, 2020 was tough for a lot of people. But you know what's tough? The Ram 1500! Get yourself a brand new Ram 50, America's most dependable truck. I'll tell you, the real commercial that's going to get me is like... 100,000 mile powertrain warranty. That's a crappy warranty for a truck. Uh, the commercial that's going to get me is when Ford comes out and they're like, this is the truck they trusted to put the vaccines on. <laughs> 
this is the truck that saved America. Did Jim you know the COVID vaccines were delivered in a Kia Telluride? They're probably delivered, truthfully, if they're not in like FedEx trucks. They're not, they're if they're not in FedEx trucks, they're in like, like Chevy Expresses. <laughs> no, they're almost definitely like a town and country. A minivan? Yeah. So we, I used to sell, I used to sell cars to uh, transplant drivers and they would buy the most comfortable minivans we could sell because they would have to get in the car with the transplant and they can't stop right. at all. So if they're going from like Baltimore to St. Louis, they've got to just go. Yeah. Because they have a heart in the car. Yeah. It's like how the, the Ford Crown Victoria was the best car ever made ever or whatever. Because it just went. Right. They were like, yeah, because apparently uh, New York Yellow Cab would buy all the old police cars and turn them into taxis. They're like, yeah, they were they were done by police mechanics. They have to give them up at 80,000 miles. We'll get another hundred or 300,000 miles out of them. Easy. I believe it. I believe yeah. it. I watched a documentary about like New York City Yellow Cabs. They're like, the Ford Crown Victoria is the greatest car ever made in history. Like there has never been a better vehicle. The, uh, the, 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 the postal service truck. I love a postal service truck. I'll be real with you. They're so cool looking. I don't would know. The you, shape like, just makes me happy. Would you daily drive one of those? Yeah, dude. hundred <laughs> percent. Wheel on the right. Let's go. <laughs> would you like repaint it or would you have the postal service still on it? Dude, I would repaint it with like a more vintage postal service logo. Oh, uh, would you do it in the Federal Express logo they had in this movie? Incredible. Like I was looking at that and I was like, oh man, as somebody who vaguely does graphic design every now and then that's a font. If you want to, if you want to signify retro, that's a font. That was a good, I'll put that, I'll put that font on Sam Jones' new album that he just asked me to do cover art for. I don't, is it supposed to be like the nineties or supposed to be like the fifties? I don't know, but we'll find out, won't we? I, so I did a single for Sam Jones and I was like, searching through Adobe fonts as I do whenever I do any graphic design. I'm like, just typing in random words like retro funky jazzy just seeing what comes up under adobe fonts because adobe fonts is free with my uh creative cloud subscription and it has like eighty thousand fonts or whatever mm -hmm. and usually like somebody if a, if a client will be like i want this font i'll be like adobe font similar to grilly gt super type and i'll be like this is almost exact copy and i'll send it back and they'll be like oh that's perfect I'm like, haha, it's not your $500 font though. I just but saved you a bunch of money. Close. But it's close. So I was just searching through it and I like, I found this font. I don't even remember what it's called. Sam Jones album cover. And now he uses it for everything. And I was like, I found this dude, his brand. His his whole font. And I feel every time I see him post a, a, a flyer or whatever with that font, I'm like, I did that. I helped that guy do that. I'm, I'm, I got him there. I like fonts a lot. I like typefaces. I'm a big fan of, of, of thinking about typefaces. Yeah. Yeah. That Federal Express logo was good. Although I don't think it's actually true. I think they stopped going by Federal Express before then. They, I mean, obviously, they must have done something. Because, like, the movie has it. Do you remember a lot about 1994 Federal Express? Little one-year-old Ethan paying close attention to the FedEx locos? Uh, hold on. When did they start going by FedEx? Let's find out. Speaking of FedEx and Tom Hanks, Castaway, the film, they, uh, they did not pay a cent. They didn't even know they were the brand in that movie <laughs> until it came out. FedEx? Yeah. I didn't see Castaway in so long. Dude, so good. Tom Hanks was really on a, on a, on a bender what? of good yeah. films there for a minute. <laughs> you know what's wild? You know what year what? Federal Express changed its name to FedEx? 1994. 1994. Look at that. <laughs> Boom. They probably still had some of those trucks. I know a guy that owns a FedEx and uh, he would not buy a truck if you made him. No. If I FedEx also know called, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he would be like, you want me to buy a new truck? Absolutely not. I will those put trucks, nothing into Those my trucks overhead. will go forever. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, we got one that's got 500,000 miles on it. And I'm like, good Christ. Well, that's how like, like if you get a Ram 2500 diesel, you're breaking it in at 200,000. I mean, it's a Dodge Ram 
It's an American car. You're not breaking in at 200,000. It's got a diesel engine. Okay. That means nothing. Oh, it'll, yeah. I promise you, it'll break at 200,000 miles. I got a Dodge Ram with almost 200,000 miles on it. And Runs you're going to have to start doing work to it. Nah. I'll never do work to it. Yeah, I'll just drop it off at a junkyard one day. <laughs> you want this? Do you want it? It runs. Do you want it? <laughs> it failed inspection. They said I was going to need $2,500 in repairs. And so I said, screw it. So technically <laughs> it's totaled. Uh, what else you got to say about the Santa Claus? Uh... Uh, just so you know, uh, general consensus seems that a Cummins engine life expectancy, which is the Ram diesel engine, is between 300 and 400,000 miles. If you follow the correct steps, you could and should have some sort of control over the lifespan of your engine. Uh, right, but there's so. a lot of other shit on that car that was made by Dodge. <laughs> Like the computers? Like, if you buy a 2020 Dodge Ram in my last 400,000 miles, if you buy it, I don't think your 94 Ram is going to last you 500,000 miles. What is that? 05, but okay. I'm not talking about yours. I'm talking about you, oh, okay. the Royal You. Gotcha. I drove a 96 Blazer, Instead. and that thing would have kept going for sure. That oh, because it was a Chevrolet? That VTEC's Vortec engine. It would have kept going to 200,000 miles and then died. It would have dropped dead, yeah. It's not a Honda Civic. And I was going to say, if you buy a Boxer engine, a Subi. That thing will run for a million Yeah, my miles. mom had the, two, the 97 Civic, and she put 290,000 miles in that car, and it was like, okay, and? Your point? When's my inspection? The the, 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 the the marcia of that car was the timing belt. Just constantly replacing timing belts? It had a belt. Timing belt. Engine would get 300,000 miles easy, but it's got a timing belt that needs to be redone every 45K. I mean, she had to do it like six times. Yeah, and if you snap that timing belt, which is just a piece of rubber, that's the engine. It was one of those Japanese interference engines. You break the timing belt, that's it. New engine, done. If you break the timing belt and run the car one foot that engine's gone don't you have a 86 toyota celica with a brand new engine yeah well it's a refurbished engine oh i thought when they redid it they gave you like like well so brand, no i mean it was like, it was new to like factory spec yeah it, it, how many and miles that, that shit was out poured out too how many miles can you get out of that celica oh like another, another 150 easy it's got 150 on it now it's, it'll do it'll about, do 300k have you thought about putting a paint job on it I, you know what i have actually the problem is is it has so many other issues what all it is is an engine and it's wheels yeah but it's currently dead in the driveway because the hydraulic system's broken really it's got an early hydraulic clutch and it sucks well it also it was 90 it was 86 it's got an, a 1986 fuel injector which sucks is it better than the santa claus yeah. I had to get the high pressure lines for the power steering replacing that car because it would catch on fire when you run around a corner. Should I do a paint job on my truck? That's the real question. Paint looks fine on your truck. Are you kidding? It's like peeling everything. Oh, on the hood, yeah. What if I just did it in black? That was the, that I was, okay, so that was the Hamarsha on my mom's 97 Civic because it had the 97 Civic paint that just like wore off. Yeah, it was just gone. It was just gone. And there's like nothing you could do about it short of like getting it stripped down to metal, which is expensive because it had a clear coat and then repainting it with a clear coat. I remember that car. They wanted like $4,000 to do that paint job four thousand take it to mako man they'll do it for 99 dollars in a sandwich but they won't because they gotta get the old clear coat off of it really yeah when when mako talks about repainting your car they're talking about repainting an uncoated car like my 96 celica or 86 celica but i've definitely thought about taking that down to mako and be like make it yellow make it anything man you, i want it i want it a different color i did love so that car it had its problems and 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 it was very easy to lock the keys in it but it, it it was a fun car it would go and go and go and go it was it didn't have cruise control and it was a five-speed manual so you really did have to lay your foot on the floor constantly on the highway it really could have used a six gear or an overdrive or something you know the fit didn't have cruise control either the fit was an automatic though yeah so you could set your you could just leave your foot there and it would shift gears and do things still yeah the celica it's like you're on the floor no you're not on the floor you're holding you're holding the mechanical gas pedal slightly because if, you're, if the foot's on the floor it'll go 140 but right. what you wanted to do is go 70 or 80 really 
And so you're you're just hold you're hovering your foot there for four hours on this mechanical gas pedal. As you go from eighty-one to sixty-four. Right. At, to at, 295 at to 80 back miles to an hour. Yeah. <laughs> that car didn't that car, the transmission in that car had, had it was weird, right? There were speeds it didn't want to go. Like yeah, the gearing like blind spots. The gearing had blind spots for sure. Like like yeah. first gear would go from like one to fifteen pretty successfully, and second gear would go from thirty to forty. <laughs> so like I got a ticket going down that hill in hunting hills, and I'm like, this car won't do twenty-five. The car won't do especially going down a hill, this car won't do twenty-five. It you won't can tell you don't not to drive here. Yeah, it simply will not do twenty-five. It'll do ten. It'll do 30, which is what you pulled me for. It won't do 25, though. 29 miles an hour in a 25-mile-an-hour zone. I got a ticket for that. 29 miles an hour. Because Here's what would happen. Roanoke County would have their little council meetings, and the only people to attend are the snooty people that live in Hunting Hills, and they would be like, People are driving too fast through our neighborhood. speeding through the neighborhood. This city is speeding. Do something about it, city council. Sorry, county board of supervisors. <laughs> That's what it is. It's county board of supervisors. And they would be like, okay, we're going to put a cop next to my dentist's office. Yeah. <laughs> right at the end of the neighborhood. Right at the end of the neighborhood. And we're going to get Ethan Edgehill. I remember I was sitting there in the freaking, it like, like literally, because th that building right there is where I go to the dentist. Right. And I like, I was standing there. Next to Chase Miller's or State Farm office. Chance Miller, yeah. Chance Miller. Yeah, I was sitting there. Like, I could look in the window and see my dentist working on people while I'm getting tickets. You think he saw you and was like... Oh my god. No, I don't. One of my clients is a is a criminal. One of my clients is a criminal. Speeding through hunting hills on a Tuesday. My children might be playing outside of there. Yeah. Driving through hunting hills, dropping off my ex-girlfriend. I drove through Honey Hills because you could get from, from the country store to Walmart, because Walmart was over there at the time. I guess it still is. It was not uh, over there at the time. Was it really already gone? They built that Walmart before we left high school, yeah. Well, yeah, but before I got my license? Well, I don't know. When I, I got my ticket when we were in college. No, no, so this was this was in high school. I would take- Yeah, one of the first places we went when we got our license was that Walmart, for sure. The new one. The new Walmart or the old Walmart? The new Walmart. Yeah. For sure. We No, there was a Dollar Tree where there's a rack room shoes now. And we'll go there to get items for the goodie bags for the football games. Yep. 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 yep, yep. I remember the time me and Chris went to Lowe's before a football game and bought crown molding and went to his garage and made a D and a fence. Nice. Out of crown molding. <laughs> what a great, what a great memory. Yeah. I we would buy. Uh, I miss high school football all the time. Like I miss high school marching band all the time. I took it for granted. We all did. I took it very seriously. Yeah, but we still took it for granted, right? Like, the, I don't believe that high school was the best days of your life or whatever people say, right? But like high school marching band was something we would never get back. That was a magic that you can't recreate. Correct. And it was, it was very cool. Like I can have all kinds of fun now as a 28-year-old man or 27-year-old man, right? I can't do high school marching band anymore. No, I couldn't do DCI. I've been aged out. Not that I would want to. That sounds miserable. Sounds miserable. <laughs> sounds There's hot. a different drum corps you can do as all ages. Oh, you can do drum corps association, Yeah, right? DCA. Carolina Gold. Yeah. Out of North Carolina A&T in somewhere outside Winston-Salem. Oh, man. Can you imagine? I go down there and they'd be like, Tyler, you haven't played a trumpet in years. And I'd be like, it's for all ages. And they would be, be like, like, it's called a soprano. <laughs> <laughs> I did two audition camps at Carolina Gold. It's called a soprano. No, like we played, like, we played, we played G horns. There, it's, it's. This is a, it's soprano, tenor, baritone, and bass. I would be so. I would. I'm sorry, would be baritone like, and contra. I would be like, okay, cool. I'm not interested. I'd be like, sell me on it, and they'd be like, it'll be two thousand dollars a season, and I'd be like, sell. Are you paying me that? Oh, DCA was like three hundred bucks. Was it really? Yeah. I'm curious. It was I'm like curious. a uniform rental fee, basically. Uh, Carolina Gold Drum Corps. 
Oh, three-time DCA World Class A champion. Oh, reapplied for DCI. Uh-oh, about to get booted. Oh, no, DCI Open Class. I'm so confused. DCI uh, Open Class is, I think, The dude on the ages. cover of this website, I know that it's raining, but it just looks like he's, he's sweating. I think it's snowing. Maybe it's well, raining. But whatever it is, it doesn't it look like sweating. Yeah. Yeah, I did two audition camps with them, and it was terrible. <laughs> I did not have any fun. Not oh, a thing yeah. for me. I am Very not Stephen Plotz or Lauren Ferrer or Ali Delato. No, yeah, I, I think we... So, like... I wanted to be good at trumpet and I wanted to care and I wanted to be good at marching and the whole thing and I wanted the big loud sound but I, I what I really wanted was to play big booty in the pool at band camp yeah true if I picked right. up a trumpet right now in six months I'd be a better trumpet player than I ever was oh, same I'd be a better trumpet player than I ever was because I know how to do things now right like I know how to work at something learn yeah, I, I know how, how to learn, learn. something <laughs> like, I've thought about like picking up a saxophone and learning to play the saxophone the problem is I live in an apartment saxophone's really loud there's no really good like muting system for it I've thought about buying a practice mute for my horn it's right there. Buying a Yamaha Silent Brass you plug the headphones into. What? You don't know about that? No. The Yamaha Silent... That was the technology we had back in high school. Yamaha Silent Brass. It's a, it's like a it's like a mute that oh, has a oh, microphone yeah, in it. Yes. Okay. I thought this was like a, an instrument itself. No. That would be cool if they made like a, a silent trumpet. That would be so it just cool. It's just a kazoo, right? Like that's what a silent trumpet is. It's a kazoo with valves. <laughs> the problem with mutes, uh, I learned... Well, I don't think it would matter if I was just practicing in my home concert, Okay. Okay. Right? Okay. 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 But here, here you go. Here you go. Yeah. Here's the real thing. You have a chance to go back and talk to 11th grade you and tell him something about band. What do you tell him? Um, probably to like actually, Tyler, actually practice. Like Tyler, you you keep telling everybody you want to go to college for music. Make sure you know your 12 major scales. I would tell Ethan, suck it up and learn to play trombone. You'll have more fun. <laughs> I promise. I would still stay on trumpet 110%. Well, you know, I, but yeah, but I played baritone, right? And I was always right. like, I was, I was left out a little bit, right? It couldn't be in orchestras. Didn't have as much fun in the marching band because my thing sucked. Right. Trombones are cooler. <laughs> learn to play trombone. <laughs> Just do it. No, yeah, I would be like, Tyler, you need to learn. You need to learn, like... Hey, Tyler, you need to learn. Right. Tyler, you, like, I know you think you're hot stuff. You are not better than Cameron. Are you're you going to force Christina. your kids to play piano? Force? No. I don't think so. No. Well, force is a strong word. Like, are you going to get piano lessons for your five-year-old? I have to buy a piano, but probably. You get piano at Craigslist for, like, free. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> not doing that again. <laughs> but I mean, that's a piano you have in your house. Right. But the you remember when you and I got a piano on Craigslist for free? That piano would have been fine if we tuned it. If we tuned it, that would have been like two or three hundred bucks. Okay, that's cheaper than a piano. Hey. <laughs> you know how much pianos cost? A lot. Many. Many. If you bought a Steinway right now, it's half a million dollars. You know the differences between a fish and a piano? What? You can't tune a fish, but you can tune a piano. I wish my parents had made me take piano lessons. I truly do. I, I would have. I think there is so much value in this is a half step. Like that was a concept that I did not understand truthfully. The, until the we piano were... is the singular most valuable instrument you can know how to play. Full stop. Right. End of story. Forever. If you have a working knowledge of how the piano works and able to play the piano, music will come to you. Yes. Because because there's rhythm and melody in both hands. Right. You can learn how to use both hands. And piano is sick. Everybody loves the piano. Not once has anybody ever sat down at the piano and played something cool. And people have been like, oh, wow, shut up and slammed your piano against the wall at a frat party. But the guitar? But the guitar? 100%. The guitar's f***ing lame, dude. The guitar's <laughs> lame. The guitar only teaches uh, melody in one hand. True. Yeah. But like today, I was working on some music. Music, right like i was i was working on composing something for one of the podcasts um and i'm sitting there with my little midi my akai midi piano that plugs in my macbook and, and with garage band right and i'm like i know what all the keys are but i can't play it it's acai it's not it's ak 
AI. <laughs> you can see my 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 Roland synthesizer right there over my shoulder. I, I got rid of my Yamaha. That's did a you? true story. I did. I actually just left it at the old house. I called the the people moving in and I was like, "Do you want a piano?" And they said, "Yes." I said, "Okay, it's yours." I feel like that's how most pianos get transferred. Like, but but actual pianos, not electric pianos. <laughs> well, it was eighty eight keys. It was a good one. But yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm talking about uprights. Yeah. I think most uprights live and die in a house. (laughs) Yeah. It gets there and people are like, nope, not moving it. Not moving this. This thing's heavy. This thing's heavy and I'm afraid if I lift it, it will fall out of tune and be Which it will. Yeah. It will. You have to get it tuned if you move it. Yeah. Not if you push it around a room, but if like if you pick it up. Yeah. That's why they got wheels. Yeah. Height eleventh grade me. What would I? What would I? What? I would tell. I was just thinking about it because I was thinking about college marching band, and I was like, I would tell Ethan to learn trombone. I think I would tell. I would. Because I would, I would love to be able to be in an orchestra now, right? Now I my I even if I relearned my primary instrument, I couldn't be in an orchestra. You could learn trombone. There's no euphoniums in an orchestra. You could learn trombone. It is just a euphonium, but instead I'd have of, an easier time learning trumpet. It's got valves. The positions match the valves. Right. But I don't know the positions off the top of my head. Like, <laughs> if you give me an an hour with a trumpet, I'd remember the scales. I could, I could play C. I could play B flat. I couldn't tell you what the fingerings are right now. But I couldn't do like A major. Uh, blah, blah, right, but like baby. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. One and two is A and E, right? Yeah. Yeah. C sharp. One is F and D. High D. Yeah. High D. Low D is one and three. Yeah. Open is C and G. Yeah. And E. High E. What is two Not and three? Two e. and three is A flat. Yep. Or C. I never did that. Well, no. I mean, like, you'd have no reason to in high school then. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> Piccolo trumpets with the four valves. Didn't. Don't know what that valve does. It's the same notes. I, uh, now you, you can't want to play. You can't suddenly though. introduce a fourth valve and act like it does something. I, I think. I think what I'd need is like an Arben's book, right? And yeah. then I would need, I need, Arben's is like the, for those of you who didn't study trumpet in college, Arben's is like the quintessential trumpet book. Uh, it's like the Bible. Yeah, six months with any wind instrument, I'd be better than I ever was in high school. Ever. Yeah, I would, be like, I would be like, this is rad as can be. And I can turn the T, I can, here's what I can do. I can get like a jazz sheet up on my TV and just jam for hours. Yeah. But I didn't know how to do Download that Download Band school. in a Box on your, right. <laughs> on your iPhone. I think I would tell myself, uh, hey Tyler, here's what I, Put honestly what I tell myself. Over and over here's, again. Here's what I tell myself, like, hey Tyler, you know how when you tune, you can't tell the difference between sharp and flat at all that's because your ears suck learn and just learn either learn or accept that you're not going to and give up we got off track from the santa claus i'll tell you that much Uh, you know merry christmas everyone merry christmas if you're listening to this on christmas eve or christmas day thanks for spending your time with us i know it's a hard year you may not be able to see your family like you normally do maybe you never see your family at the holidays but we thank you for spending it with us we've if you're listening to christmas eve we've got an episode coming out tomorrow about that very thing probably what about just how like we wanted to just chat and hang out with you well we always do a christmas episode we have to do a christmas episode I know. I'm imagining Christmas. we're going to talk about 2020 and how tough everything was for everybody. At least a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> what? I want a mug. I want a mug. <laughs> Squad. Just nailed it, Trav. Chapter and verse. <laughs> uh, I, I, what, what? What's our timestamp right now? Uh, one twenty six forty. Oh man, I have roughly the exact same thing. I do got to do some math. I'll tell you that much. All right, I'll let you do some math real quick, and then we'll I think we can wrap. Quick maths. Do you think oh, I would say? Can I go get my trumpet and try to play something? But my daughter and wife are both definitely asleep. Yeah, I was gonna say there's somebody in your house that's sleeping. That was certainly not, mm-hmm. certainly not love the trumpet right now. <laughs>
Um, okay. Quick maths. Except not very quick, because I'm bad at math. Did you know that I, I also sold my Yamaha Y4335GS? Is that your trumpet? It was my... Uh, so when I, student trumpet? My, no. That was the my Getzen, right? Professional, my Getzen was my student trumpet. And actually, it's one of these things where very few people have the Getzen that I have, but the people who do have it are like, this is the only horn you'll ever need. Well, like you don't need a Yamaha. You don't need a Strad. You don't need a, uh, a Monette. I, I, you need okay. You horn. need a Monette though. <laughs> right, there's, I don't even play trumpet and I still to this day desperately want one. I think what I loved about the trumpet was the most you could spend on a trumpet when I was playing was, was like Monette. 10 grand and yeah. it was the Monette. Were they even 10 grand? Uh, yeah, they were about 10 grand. They, they, they like, I guess they hand make every trumpet, but, uh, man, these are still so pretty. Oh yeah. They're the coolest trumpets. Uh, you seen the guy on TikTok that has the like Dizzy Gillespie trumpet? Yeah, I've seen him. I, every and so he's often just like, I get... he's like, there's no reason for it. I just like it. It's true. And people are like, doesn't it make you worse? And he's like, I don't care. Yeah, oh. now you're making me want to play a brass instrument again. I've been really wanting to learn to play the saxophone. <laughs> to learn? Who's stopping you? It's loud. It's so loud. So? Just do so, it. Don't, doesn't, your co or doesn't your neighbor work? Probably from home. They're around all the time. Wynton Marsalis plays on a Monette. So does Kelly Rossum. Kelly Rossum's cool. Oh, that's actually, dear 11th grade Tyler, when you get to college and Kelly Rossum shows up to teach you how to play the trumpet. Hey, listen to him. Listen. Learn. <laughs> you don't deserve forget, him. Forget about your hall. Forget about your friends. That's what Aaron Reeves did. And he is happier than us with his brass performance. <laughs> he was like, I got this I got this opportunity. Is he happier than us in on the whole though? I don't know. <laughs> I have I no know. merit. I have no no reference for how happy Aaron <laughs> Reeves is in his day to day life. But I feel like as a musician, uh, he definitely he he did what was on the book on the box, right? Like he learned to play trumpet and did it. <laughs> yep. All right. If I go to Amazon.com right now, you're not gonna get a Monette. No, obviously not. Let me go to Smile.Amazon.com. I do want a new trumpet case. This is a weird thing. I don't play the trumpet. <laughs> um, just have another gig it, bag. I just want another gig bag. <laughs> Because I had a really back. cool one in college. I thought it was the bee's knees. And then uh, when I sold my horn, I, I sent the nice case with it. And I've been beating myself up about it ever since. The problem with brass instruments and, 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 and like band instruments is there's such a like, there's such a, 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 a like an air of you can do it wrong. What do you mean? Like if you show up with a kick bag, you're wrong. If you do this, you're wrong. If you play the bent trumpet, you're wrong. Like there's a wrong. But if you, if play, you show like, up with a hard case, you're wrong. But if you play like guitar there's no wrong right you can play a squire and as long as you play the instrument everybody's like yeah cool and grant i get it's different like the student trumpet is harder to play like it's squire i would imagine is harder to play isn't it yeah it, it prevents you like you're not moving air through it yeah right like it could doesn't, you, could, it doesn't you, resist you as much if you today wanted to uh play a gig on a squire by fender would you be like totally fine yeah 100 you'll play a traffic girl show on whatever guitar as long as it, I, as long as i'm allowed to tune it to c sharp i can do whatever i want and then if somebody showed up and was like hey ethan play eruption by van by van halen would you be like oh no i'm on the wrong guitar no i don't know eruption by van halen <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't possibly on this guitar. And that's then they the were like, like, that's the thing is with guitar. And then they were like, no worries, Ethan. I brought a Gibson SG because, for you to play. Because Russian back in the day, back in the day, Jimi Hendrix said that thing about tone starts in your fingers. Right. Mm -hmm. And since then, you have to be able to play whatever on any guitar. That's the met. It's the complete opposite. That's the mark of a good, good guitar player. Right. Well, I mean, if you if you show up to Wynton Marsalis with a with a Kaiser TRP 1000 BK, a one hundred and forty five dollar trumpet that 
comes in black, he's still gonna blow your mind. Sure, yeah, valid. That's also the top result on Amazon. I don't think I could spend $100 on a trumpet. I think I would have to spend at least like $1,000. I was typing in the wrong scores. Oh, no, actually, I, um, I would buy the P trumpet. The plastic one? Yep, $129. I bet Wynton Marsalis could blow my mind with this thing. What is he? It's Wynton Marsalis. That's the secret about electric guitar, though, is Wynton Marsalis is going to sound better on a $2,000 trumpet than a $150 trumpet. You know, Eric Clapton is probably not going to sound audibly better on a $2,000 guitar than a $150 guitar. Really? Isn't it all about, like, the pickups, though? Yeah, but, like, electric guitar, like, you can get it to sound like whatever you want it to, basically. Really? Yeah. Now, it'll sound better, but it's not going to be, like, it won't, if you, you won't, it won't sound like it's actively resisting him. All right, I got a score. I got a listener score. All right. That's the only one I need. I'm gonna run down the scores again just for you. My score was a 65, yours was a 30. Rotten Tomato critic rating was a 72, Metacritic a 57, and Rotten Tomato's audience was a 65. I know some of our listeners uh, gave it very strong scores. I saw a few hundreds. Uh, most I saw, I think, were between like 60 and 80. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. And then I saw some that were very low. Very low, yes. Um, it is a 72 listener score. Really? Yep. Do you wanna know the bacon and egg score? I do. I can't imagine it's great. Coming in at it's gotta in, be dead last. last place. Yeah, it's gotta be last place. By by another almost 10 points uh, behind Happiest Season, which is 10 points behind the Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, a lot of room to slot in in between those. 58.65, which gives it a 59 bacon and egg score. That feels about right. It's on par with the Metacritic. Yeah. Have we normally been on par with Metacritic? No. We way outblast Metacritic, I think. Sometimes. Metacritic should be the most objective rating should be but i it's also typically the harshest yeah well if you're saying harsh as in like uses a hundred point scale then yeah that's the thing about rod's made is though everything over 60 is a hundred everything under 60 is zero well this is a zero then yeah this is anyway. a zero on binary you don't have to watch this movie at all no 100 doesn't no. add anything to your 59 look at that our first movie outside of the top 10 is this the 11th movie yes <laughs> well it was gonna be eventually something was gonna do it yeah, it was either going to be this or Happiest Season was going to be the first movie booted out of the top 10. Well, a Happiest Season gets to remain in the top 10 for at least another week. Yeah, we put, we've reviewed some such good movies this year. It's true, we have. And we reviewed Happiest Season, which is a perfectly good movie. Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, this is the 12th movie because I didn't put last week's film in because my keyboard was broken, remember? Hmm. So that means these go down here. And then last week's movie, It's, it's a, a Wonderful, wonderful life. life. Oh, what was the bacon and egg score? <sighs> I believe it was a 96. Uh, let me see if I can... Oh, no. Hold on. I gotta do a lot of Control-Z. I think you can get it. 96.55. It was a 97. 97! It's a wonderful life! And now I've gotta redo everything so that I can get back to where I was. You don't, though. It was, it was a 59. But I had to undo everything to... I, I fixed it. Okay. <laughs> I had to Control-Z, and then I had to, like, control... What is redo? Control-Y. Until I fixed it. So, I take it back. Happiest season is our first movie out of the top 10. The Santa Claus is 12. Poor Christmas. Only one Christmas movie makes it to the top of the list. Anyway, do you have any last thoughts about the Santa Claus? I we're, don't. we're at one hour and 40 minutes. I, I genuinely don't. 
cool. The Santa Claus, everybody. 59 out of 100 per the bacon and egg score. Um, Brutally low. You say that. You say that, but you only rated it six points higher. I, I mean, still I'm not wouldn't saying it's beat good. season. I'm not saying it's good. You're saying brutally low, like it got shafted. I mean, it, like, well, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's okay. I feel like it did my service to the yokes that wanted it to be at like a 30. There were some people who were like, this is stupid. Yes, it is. It's not fun. I didn't enjoy it at all. This did not spark joy. I liked this less than Venom. God. I'd rather watch Pokemon it. the first movie, legitimately. I love Pokemon the first movie. I would watch that on purpose anytime. I think that was our previously like worst rated movie though. It's, I'd rather watch on, Hocus Pocus. Pokemon the first movie is unwatchable. I'd rather watch Hocus Pocus. That's Ethan. Don't say that. I would. I legitimately now would. we're gonna have to cover Hocus Pocus too. <laughs> we're not. We're simply not gonna do it. What if it gets like a 99 on Rotten Tomatoes? I don't care. Like, I'm not well, interested. Now I've gotta know. All right. You ready? Ready for what? To say goodbye. Oh, yeah. Um, D Bacon and Eggs is a production of the WBNE Podcast Network. For more information and join the network, go to WBNE.org. And for more great shows like this, here's a promo for Late to the Party, a show that I'm on. This is an urgent message. If you or a loved one have been suffering from mild hallucinations, encountering what looked like a, a horde of zombies, lack of fine motor function, there was no parking, and I pulled up on the lawn and broke a sprinkler head. The inability to sit for long periods of time. Did you just break the chair? Jordan is holding a chair arm up. Roll to sit. Oh, did not do so good. Trouble using your tools. Are you going to take another smashy smash? I sure am. 13 probably doesn't hit. Does not hit. Sorry about the dice, Scott. <laughs> or existential crises. And I'm playing Sunny Days, a high elf cleric, a half elf cleric, a quarter elf cleric, a mostly human cleric, a mostly human but with a smidgen of elf cleric. You may be entitled to podcasts. Ask your doctor about Late to the Party, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast for the whole family. Available every other Monday on WBNE.org or wherever podcasts are sold. There's no tieflings in Miami. There's a different trailer now. I know. I just wanted to say that. Uh, additionally, if you have feedback for this show, this is a new thing we're doing. Send us an email. Let us know. What do you like? What don't you like? What do you want to see more of? What do you want to see less of? Do you want to see our faces? Do you hate our faces? Which one of us is prettier? Currently, we've got a little bit of feedback. And if you're a person that likes guests... You might want to write in and let us know. Does the, the current feedback say guests are the Current worst? feedback says guests go away. Oh. Which I didn't well, think we did that many guests in 2020, but uh, somebody wrote in and was like, I would like to hear less guests. I was like, I feel like we did very few guests, but I like talking about, to other people about movies sometimes. Sorry about Soul. Yeah, sorry about Soul. He did in, or they did in the email say, I know you're going to have Seamus Gorman on more. I just love Seamus. Anyway, so if you're somebody that likes guests, write into us. If you're somebody that likes the rest of the show, write into us and let us know what you do and what you don't like, what you want to hear from Bacon and eggs in the future it's what kind of movies you want media. us to cover bacon and eggs media gmail.com address them to both of us though because i'm really tired of getting emails that say hey tyler exclamation point to the email that we share i'm on this show too i do more for this show than he does and that's my show everyone and and that's Thanks the show for that listening. i make bacon happen and eggs is by recorded myself by me produced by me edited by me yeah, cool. All so when music, this episode just doesn't come out, you can blame Tyler Carlton. All the music is written by me. I also made the movie. I'm Tim Allen. Our music is by Andrew Scott Bell, AndrewScottBellMusic.com. Our graphics are by Vashon Verandon, Graphite.VMB on Instagram. I've been the NHL East with Tyler Carlton. Until next time, arrivederci. Ah, pasta and tomatoes. Ah, and very light on the oil. Can you do that? This has been a WBNE production. For more great shows, visit WBNE.org.